Now? Whenever you're ready. Okay. The Earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. The baby, please. I have a dream. Shouldn't we consider in every nation a fundamental restructuring of economic, political, social, and religious institutions? We have come here to let you know that change is coming, whether you like it or not. Undo reality and remake it in a way that allows for a more hopeful present. Hi everyone, Camille here. <laughs> Welcome to Cosmic, human beings on planet Earth trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. Uh, it feels like we were born to, to buy products. Or, or we're made to buy products, or we're brainwashed to buy products. I, I don't know anymore. Like I, I'm lost. But I feel that our guest today knows something about this. Welcome, Lena. Hi, hello. Um, we're here to talk about the relationship between people and products. Uh, you work with the mobile uh, ecosystem. You're, um, you're part of the Fairphone team uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this but you're here on your personal time we're in the sun um, in a, a place that from the cosmos perspective is probably where yeah most of the excitement is built around digital products is that a good way to put it yes that's the way best to present it okay so yeah a big um, the largest uh, congress in the world for the mobile ecosystem we're going to talk about all this what this is doing to our planet our society uh, ways forward and um, yeah a lot of other topics as usual welcome Lena thank you looking at us yes they are all very frustrated because they can't hear the music they can't dance even they can't dance they can't feel the groove and no. they can't hear what we're going to talk about <laughs> and god knows they're interested yes god knows they should know <laughs> <laughs> Lina, you're based in amsterdam you're yes. originally from colombia i yeah. believe um, when you wake up in the morning you're probably think a lot about that relationship between people and products that's why we're here And um, how did you come to this point where you made this the central point of your life? 
So yeah, I started uh, a long time ago when I um, started uh, noticing there were a lot of startups and technology and innovation was driving. And um, I liked it at the beginning. I liked all the innovations. And once you're there, you start noticing that Yeah, there are a lot of innovations, but then the products uh, start not feeling well, you know. They are missing something. People don't understand them correctly. People don't know what's behind them. There's even more and more innovation in the industries, in every industry. More products, more cars, more phones, more TVs, more everything. And no one really seems to know what is behind it. Even the people that are selling those products in stores. So you mean what is behind it in terms of social and environmental impact? What is behind them in social environmental impact, but also what is inside them. You know, that is also a very interesting fact, like that people don't really know how a laptop works and what are the minerals that are inside it and what are the components. Only experts know, but the general audience have no idea. What is bothering you about this? That, you know, in a way products are built so you're not uh, able to open them, that you're not um, able to repair them. And in a way, they are um, pushing you in a way to keep buying. And uh, that should change. So what is bothering you is the the design, the set of design decisions, basically, that are driving more products to market and more purchases. Exactly. Yeah. What did you do about it? So, you know, I didn't start the company that I'm in, but I wish I did. (laughs) So I joined Fairphone uh, to be able to change that. So to be able to help people understand that there is a phone and there's people behind the production of that device. And then their nature is also used to be able to, you know, uh, have a working phone. For those those of us, or those of the... For the listeners that don't know about Fairphone, in one word, what is the what is the pitch? It's a phone that is repairable, repairable, uh, sustainably made. How how do you explain? Yeah, so it's a phone that is uh, repaired to last. Let's say um, we are inspiring the industry to change uh, step by step, and we do it in four areas: from the materials that are used, from the dev- design of the device, so it's modular, so if something breaks, you can easily repair it yourself and from the reuse and um, recyclability of it. Mm -hmm. And the last part is improving the working conditions of the uh, manufacturer um, that we use. So you live in a world in your head where this is normal. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever been Have you ever been To a electric lady Carpet waits for you. So don't you be late, baby. I want to show you different emotions. Thank you.
take a ride. Cast our hang ups over the seaside and while we fly right over the loving sea. Look up ahead, I see the lovely end. Understand, yeah, yeah. Side by side while we back to love and the dreams again. I wanna show you. We were saying offline that it's February still. It's really sunny, really hot, and maybe we should be worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it feels like summer, and uh, it's just end of February. It should be. I was check to actually checking my phone before, and a year ago we're um, really like in three degrees, and now we are, I think, twenty. So um, yeah. Okay, so I'm really trying to not get people depressed with this show because it's it's a positive vibe where we're just like it's a moment for people to resource themselves when yes. they are on the jog in the car on the commutes and they need you know people working with change so they they are depressed enough but still we have to tell the truth and we have to yeah. e explore how things work so and encourage more people you know that to join to join us because yeah. I think that's what is going to change things. Absolutely. What is, according to you, the set of factors uh, that build a strong relationship between people and products? If we dive a little bit in the in the theory or or in the in the knowledge there. Yeah. So one of the basic concepts is that you have to have like a connection with your device or with your yeah with your product. Um, it should be an emotional connection. So if you think of the, I don't know, the watch that your grandpa gave you, you have an emotional attachment to it and you want to keep it longer. And actually, if you lose it, you're, you're heartbroken. Right. So it's one of the things that the product must have. The other one is that you're, you need to be able to understand it and to kind of like figure how it works. So one of the things that we say that is you're, you have to be able to open it 
and it should be uh, under you know warranty uh, you know understanding that you're not breaking the warranty just by opening a device and checking right. okay has a battery has uh, yeah. other components yeah and the other one is yeah by curiosity to once you start exploring uh, one device and you go from that device to the next and it will help you uh, understand generally not just one phone like we do but then you're curious enough to go through the camera and then to the speaker to your microphone and you're going to be able to fix it yourself i think one of the things uh, people have is that they're afraid of of uh, repairing uh, the things that they own right That's why at Cosmic we have very expensive microphones that are state-of-the-art in the radio and TV industry, built in the 70s, still same model, uh, ElectroVoice uh, RE20 for the nerds. <laughs> no, but you just made me think of something. Um, you say it's about the relationship between uh, the consumer or the, the owner of the product and the product. And this relationship is, is changing. It's shorter and shorter. Yes. And have you ever thought about the parallel between the evolution of relationships between people and products and the evolution of relationships between people and other people? <laughs> so you're saying that people are having shorter relationships now as well, like well, they have with products? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that so? I mean, in comparison to the, our grandparents' generation, for instance, where you were married for 130 years or something? Yeah. Yeah, it is indeed true. And it's actually not only, you know, like love relationships, even working relationships, like, like a job. You would have a job that you liked and you would keep that job uh, for longer. And, you, you know, you also build this kind of relationship, long-term relationships. Now we live like in a short-term relationship period with everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have enough context to, to tell us a little bit about how this is evolving around the world, maybe in different regions that you, I know you're a big traveler, um, how the relationship with products um, is, um, yeah, is different from one country to the other, maybe? Yeah, so for example, like in countries like where I come from, people still have a longer relationship with their products, even though it's changing, so it's uh, coming shorter and shorter. But uh, I like to tell the story of my mom that she still has her old uh, washing machine. Right. And it's been 20 years with her and she doesn't want to change it. And it's still like going crazy. And now she found this year that there's no more spare parts for this uh, device. So depending on the country where you live, there's still a lot of things that are repairable. And there are a lot of repair uh, Yeah, people that do repairs, that it's everywhere, it's over uh, in the city. Mm. In some other cities, like where I live now in Amsterdam, you don't find uh, that many repair shops. Mm. You now have uh, repair uh, volunteers that are mainly uh, retired people that are amazing and they volunteer their time to help right. repair um, stuff for you. So yeah, depends on where you live, the things uh, are different. Tell us a story that is going to get us... <laughs> <laughs> about this uh, programmed obsolescence and like all the Apple So you really want are, to be outraged? Uh, yeah, and then we're going to put some rock and roll and pre okay, I'm preparing okay. the music. Okay, all right. So, um, no, definitely is one of the things um, that we like telling, but also we are in the industry. I am part of the industry, so it's really hard for us to really pinpoint uh, one brand. Right. But uh, we like to tell you the story of this um, uh, video game, uh, the control of the video the, game. The, the controller? Yeah, the controller. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
we we it was broken we couldn't uh, repair it the cable was the one that was broken so you need to unscrew the screws to be able to open it up right um, once you try to unscrew the screws many times the screws don't are yeah you can't do it yeah in a way it was just the cable that we need to repair it and we couldn't even open the the controller so yeah it's one of the the things that uh, happens every day saying um, talking about what we can do mm -hmm. when people like you and me approach those kind of mega congresses and and events and and hotspots of the mobile ecosystem for instance but it's it's true in, in other areas and we come with um, suggestions for the for the program of the conference or suggestion for guests or we try to pull side events where it's about 
conflict minerals, um, the right to repair products or similar, um, similar ideas. Someone's blocking the way, or there's a, some there's resistance. Yeah. What do you think we can do in like in the real world of today, where everything is driven by business interests and how many consumers are going to buy the next um, beep phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the the things people can do is actually push for it because the. Um, the majority of, of uh, yeah, companies, they think there is no market for it. And what we're trying to prove is that it's, it's possible to actually, you know, like, uh, it's not like we need to be a business, let's say, in a way, to be able to support the impact projects that we do in the different areas and in the different countries that we work with. Um, so we, we're building a case that is possible to actually change the way they do business. For consumers, for people, normal, regular people out there, what they can do is just pressure and ask more questions because they feel that there is no uh, no desire that people really don't, you know, want to repair their phones. That modularity is not the way to go for if they yeah want to, or that you know like people really don't think about sustainability um, in any way. And I think that's changing. There's a proof that actually that trend on sustainability is growing. Now, just happened what had just happened with the climate uh, climate uh, uh, change, uh, like the strikes that the kids are doing. That shows that that trend is gonna grow, and it's gonna keep keep growing. Yeah. So I think if you keep pushing, you know, your manufacturers just to say like, hey, who who's doing your product? Like, who are working there? How are the conditions there? Um, you know, like, uh, can we? Why can't we open this device and repair it ourselves? And um, right. So creating the vehicles for uh, people and consumers to be exp to be able to express their their wants and their needs. Um, also at the regulation level, I'm sure there's a lot that can be done for transparency. Um, what is when you when you're thinking of um, well minerals and all the materials that make an electronic device? What are the key problems? Why can't we have transparency across the supply chain? Or what are some of the some of the nuts that we still need to crack? Yeah, so that is a really interesting question because we like to explain like uh, you know the supply chain of electronic devices is not like a banana. So it's actually not as simple as just saying okay you have the market, then you have you know the the the. The farmer that grows the banana, then you have some middleman, right? And even tracking those middlemen in the banana, uh, you know, distribution is tricky. Okay. Imagine uh, what happens when you have a phone. The phone has like hundreds and thousands of com components inside, right. and each one has their own supply chain. So each one, each one goes from one country to the other. So, for example, you know, with a connector in in your phone. Um, or the vibrator motor, what makes your phone vibrate, it goes from the mine where you source the material that is needed, all the materials that are needed for that uh, vibrator motor. Then it goes, you know, for refiners, melters, until it goes to the market. Then people, um, yeah, they just uh, do a, yeah, a 
auction for you yeah. know those a bid, yeah. a bid yeah and then you know components are built with these uh, materials uh, you know all over and just in this uh, tiny little piece on your phone that makes your phone vibrate there are like a hundred uh, components and minerals inside them so yeah that's why it's so complex so what what we are doing is we are tracing that supply chain so we are asking you know our our uh, providers our suppliers to help us and we to build a list and by building the list then you can uh, work together because we all need to work together to change this yeah so and and in that context there's also the the arguments of the of course this is very comfortable for companies who don't want to do the, the who don't want to clean up the supply chain or want to delay action but there's also the arguments of uh, intellectual property and, and um, that transparency should uh, happen in a way that preserves the trade secrets uh, of, of companies as well. And I know that's a problem also in other areas of circular economy where there's um, resistance or at least it's, a, it's an argument that is used by industry. Can we, in your mind, provide full transparency without revealing trade secrets? Um, Full transparency? Yeah, it's indeed complicated, like 100% transparency. Mm. Um, I think you can uh, reach some point and I hope we will eventually when, let's say, like blockchain technology advances. I hope that we're going to be able to do that. So can you explain why blockchain technology can help that for someone who doesn't know? Yeah, so I like to explain like blockchain is like uh, when you lend money to your friends, for example. So we are... I never do that. (laughs) Never. They never pay back. (laughs) Well, because you don't have like a system like blockchain, let's Ah, say. So a blockchain works like, okay, we are, we have money, all of us. And then we're going to, you're going to lend money to a friend, but we're all going to write down, okay, you gave money to this friend. But we all keep track. So let's say if you missed your records because you, I don't know, you went on a trip and the book was uh, thrown in the water, then your friend is going to be telling you, oh no, but you actually gave that money to this person. So if you think of supply chains, then it will be uh, something similar. So everyone will be able to track where it goes from one place uh, to the other. So it's a big information system that allows traceability and all this in a secure Um, environment yeah environment yeah so yeah that would be you know it's still very early stages to be honest and i think a lot of development needs to be done but it could be one way where you know companies are uh, safe uh, let's say that their information will be safe
if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can see that behind us is a wall. It's much nicer in front of us, but we're not allowed to show the, the meetings going on. They told me I cannot film the people. Um, yeah, it's a lot of talking going on here, of course. Business, business, business. Yes. Um, can we talk about Colombia a little bit, and especially when it comes to you know mining and, and minerals? Uh, there's, I think, quite a lot of social issues over there around around that or environmental impact. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the what are the hot topic right now? On this? So Colombia has a lot of natural resources. Um, indeed, like for example, gold is one of them. That is, uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot of still a lot of gold uh, supply um, on our country. A lot of resources, you know, of uh, um, copper. A lot of resources of other materials. And unfortunately, yeah, the mining that is done there is really, uh, um, really not an easy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not an easy place to to do it. We're gonna get back to the song one second. We got a question from out there. We'll be right back. little cut here yeah we're basically being kicked out of the space yes that's what's happening i think there are microphones in the plants and they didn't like what we were saying yeah lena i hope we can have you back on the show very soon yeah, i'm glad I we could so make too. a good yeah. half hour already and um yeah we'll be in touch thanks so much for your insights yeah, i'm sorry had to end this way no know, no no the, problem yeah um that's the way it is and that's part of change is to always try to push the boundaries yeah exactly yes? that's yeah. what happens when you pioneer all right <laughs> thank you you take care <laughs> thanks bye no you make mistakes yeah but i hope someday you have it all
Yeah.